This Irish Man Stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Governor Samuel Huntington, Honor Roger Sherman, William Williams, Oliver Walcott, Thomas McKean, George Reed, Caesar Rodney, Button Gunnett, Lyman Hall, George Walton, Charles Carroll, Samuel Chase, William Packer, Thomas Stone, John Adams, Governor Samuel Adams, Elbridge Thomas Jerry, John Hancock, Robert Payne, Joshua Bartlett, Matthew Thornton, William Whipple, Abraham Clark, John Hart, Francis Hopkinson, Richard Stockton, John Witherspoon, William Floyd, Francis Lewis, Philip Livingston, Lewis Morris, Joseph Hughes, William Hooper, John Penn, George Clymer, Benjamin Franklin, Robert Morris, John Morton, George Ross, Benjamin Rush, James Smith, George Taylor, James Wilson, William Ellery, Governor Stephen Hopkins, Thomas Hayward Jr., Thomas Lynch Jr., Arthur Middleton, Governor Edward Edward Lutridge, Carter Braxton, Benjamin Harrison, Richard Henry Lee, Thomas Jefferson, Francis Lightfoot Lee, Thomas Nelson Jr., George Lythe, and Timothy Matlock. These are the brave people who risked everything to sign the Declaration of Independence. And in the case of Timothy Matlock, he was the scribe of the Declaration, who risked everything to sign the Declaration of Independence. In an era today where we are filled with politics, where it is clear there is only ever one motive, and that motive is to win. We are told that winning at all costs is pretty much everything that is important in our world. We are told that the other side cannot have power. How this election is the most important, the most critical election of all time. I'd ask you to take a step back today on Independence Day. And remember the 56 men who risked everything. Not to sign the Declaration of Independence, but in effect to sign their own debt warrant. Because by signing the Declaration of Independence, it was an act of treason against the Almighty King. And treason is punishable by death. I would ask you just to think back, if you can, regardless of how much you know about history, and think of the day 
that they signed the Declaration of Independence, what did they think was their fate? What fate awaited them? What was going to happen? Because I can guarantee you, these men were not stupid. These men were educated. These men were the bourgeoisie, the rich, the greedy capitalist of the day. And if you could go back in time, if if Marty McFly and Doc was true, and we could get in our DeLorean and go up to 88 miles per hour, and go all the way back to 1776, and if we could bring some truth serum with us, and we could get those 56 men and put truth serum, inject them with it, and ask them just one question. Do you think you can win? How many do you think would say yes? Because the reason I say we bring truth serum with us is because, of course, you have that emotional high. You've just signed the Declaration of Independence. Of course, everything's going to go right. The weather's going to go our right. The troops are going to go our way. General George Washington is awesome. Everything's going to go away. Of course, we're going to win. But that truth serum is key because that it doesn't allow for emotions. That doesn't allow for, you know, the adrenaline rush they had. Truth serum cuts through all that and says, do you really think you can win? Is there anyone who really thinks that you are guaranteed to win? Is there anyone within the sound of my voice who thinks, yes, when we signed that, we were always going to win? Really? You're going against the superpower of the day. The army that has so much training, so much experience. They have all the troops, have all the food, have all the weapons, have all the ships that they need to win. They're experienced. They fought many wars before. And all you are is a bunch of farmers. You're not well armed. You're not well trained. You're not well fed. In fact, so many of your troops didn't even have shoes. Didn't even have their own rifle. And yet you think you can beat the superpower of the day? Are you kidding me? You were going to lose. Big. On paper, it's a no contest. It's, you know what? It's like, don't even show up. Just, 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 just phone it in. Just say, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm sick that day. Call into work sick. I'm not doing it. On paper, you haven't got a chance in hell. It's a sure thing. If you're a bookies, you pay out early. You're, 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 if you're a bookie and you have some ethic and someone goes, Hey, I, I want to place a bet. Okay. What's your bet? I want to place $10 on America to win the revolutionary war. At some point, as a bookie, you got to go, I really want to take your money because I take bets on everything, but gee, I feel bad taking your $10 because you're never seeing this again. It's so bad. You're paying out early. Anyone who bet on the British, you're like, you know what? The war doesn't even have to be over. Here's your money. You win. Clearly. That's how lopsided this battle was. But I want to talk to you about the forgotten men. Because today, everything is about personalities. Everything is about personalities. It's about Trump, never Trump. It's about Joe Biden. It's about the GOP. It's about the Democrats. It's about the Tea Party. Look how far you've traveled. Everyone can name something from the Declaration of Independence. All men are created equal. When in the course of human events, we pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Many Americans can tell you how many people signed the Declaration of Independence. How many people can name somebody. Today, 
On this Independence Day, I started by naming the 56 men and women. Because it's important we remember their sacrifice. But I also want to talk to you about winning. Because I want to share a story about three signers of that Declaration of Independence. And as I'm sharing their stories, I would ask you just to think of one question as I'm sharing their stories. What does winning look like to them? Did they get to see and enjoy us? The first one I want to talk to you about is a man called John Hart. John Hart signed the Declaration of Independence on behalf of New Jersey. Now, John, like every other signer of the Declaration of Independence, signed it as a rich bourgeoisie landowner. He was a farmer who owned a lot of land. This guy, this family, is not struggling. John, like every other signer, had nothing to gain by signing this document and had everything to lose, not only his life, but his fortunes. John was a farmer. John signed the Declaration of Independence. And what happened? The troops took his farm. The troops take his farm. They threaten to execute him. And he has 12 kids. And he goes into hiding. Fast forward a couple of weeks and months. New York becomes a bit more safer because of the Revolutionary War. And in 1778, because he's a farmer, because he puts the country first, because he puts principles first, he's got some of his land back. And instead, during growing season, instead of planting and growing and getting ready for next year's crop... He doesn't do that. In fact, he lets 12,000 men, along with George Washington, stay on his land to allow them to rest and to prepare for the battle. The Battle of Monmouth, which happened on June 28th. Sadly, November 7th happens, he he returns home. And on the 9th of November, he's too ill. He he gets kidney stones or gravel and he has to return home. And he continues his illness until May 11, 1779, where at age 66, he dies. 1779, the war isn't over. You haven't started to talk about the Constitution or the Bill of Rights. What does winning look like to John Hart? But that's just one story. Let me tell you the story of Francis Lewis. Because you see, Francis Lewis was another millionaire and billionaire who had everything to lose and nothing to gain. Francis Lewis, like John Hart, could have easily paid the taxes the king wanted. Could have played ball. Could have decided, you know what, look, I can, I can survive what this king is doing. I can survive and just go, you know what, I can, I can wait this out. I can pay the extra taxes. Because he was a trader on the mercantile exchange. He employed so many people. He couldn't even tell you how many people he employed. He didn't know everyone. That's how big of a businessman and a big deal Francis Lewis was. Well, in Francis Lewis, in 1775, he made the mistake, the fatal mistake of removing his family and effects to a country home he owned in Long Island. And when he signed the Declaration of Independence, and it got out, he signed it, Well, it didn't really go very well for him, because in that autumn, 
His house was plundered by British troops. He had an extensive library and valuable papers of every description, the papers of the day taking account. They were all destroyed. Not only were the British troops, because they were so nice and awesome, were they content with just ruining his property, they decided to send a message. Because how dare you, British? How dare you, British men? You greedy colonists. You greedy businessmen. Why can't you just pay your fair share? We need to send the message to you. We need to squash you. And what we are going to do is we're going to send a message through the family of Francis Lewis. Because Mrs. Lewis fell into the power of the British troops. And she was retained as a prisoner for many months. During her her captivity, she was in close confinement. She did not even have a bed to lie on. She did not have change of clothes. And she wasn't given the proper food. She was treated horrifically. Her situation was so bad that by the time it became uh, known to Congress of her condition, there was a resolution passed because what happened was the Americans had taken a prisoner from the British side and they basically organized a swap. But sadly, because of the, the, the length of her suffering, the pain of her suffering, she died within a couple of years. What did winning look like to that Lewis family? Can you imagine the guilt, the pain, the anguish of Francis Lewis, knowing what, because you signed the Declaration of Independence, your wife went through that hell, and then shortly after died. What type of guilt would you live with? What type of pain would you be able to live with that pain? Especially when you came from wealth. Especially when it would have been so easy. Why did you have to sign this document, Francis? Why couldn't you have just paid the tax? If you had just paid the tax, all this treatment upon me would never have happened. Just play the game. Yet he didn't. He risked it all. But that's not the last story I want to share. The last story I want to share with you is of a man called Richard Stockton. He was also from New Jersey. And Richard Stockton was highly, highly educated. In fact, he was an educated so well, he was a lawyer. He was on the New Jersey Supreme Court. Again, not someone who's poor. Someone who had everything to lose and nothing to gain by signing the Declaration of Independence. And what happened to him when he signed it? Again, the British invaded his home. On November 30th, 1776, he was captured in the dead of night. And he was dragged from his bed and marched in the freezing cold weather in nothing but breeches and a nightshirt. And he was turned over to the British... And he was jailed. And eventually he was sent to prison in New York. Some of the treatment he had in New York, he spent most of his time locked in irons. He was starving. And because of the winter of 1776-1777, if you read anything about it, it was really bad. It was really brutal. It was really harsh. He was sent to a prison in New York. To put in con- into context how bad this prison was, in the whole of the Revolutionary War, 
There was 4,435 casualties during the war. This prison in New York where he was sent to had over 12,000 men die. That is how bad the conditions were between the freezing, freezing cold, the, the days spent in irons, the starving, the no food, lack of nutrition. Three, three times the amount of people died there than in the whole Revolutionary War. Eventually it got out of the shocking and inhumane treatment and eventually he was released. He was so poor because of everything been taken up from him, his fortune was stolen, that when he was removed and relieved from prison, he spent a lot of his life living off charity from his friends. This was a man who was rich. These are the men who signed the Declaration of Independence. What does winning look like for any of these? What does winning truly look like? But yet they did it anyway. There are many reasons why America's founding fathers were really exceptional men. And why your revolution was different. We've discussed it all this week. But one of the reasons you were different, if you read the French Revolution, if you read about revolutions throughout the world, they're always usually started by those in society who are really annoyed, shared that with America, really frustrated, shared that with America, really angry at a tyrant, shared that with America. But they also have one thing in common that separates them from America. They are usually the poorest in society. If you look around at like situations in Venezuela today, the people uprising are always, and I'm not using this in a dismissive way, but it's just a fact. They're always the people who have nothing to lose. They're at the lowest ebb of society. They're like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to try and get rid of this tyrant because we have nothing to lose and everything to gain. What? My life is miserable. What have I got to lose? What? You're going to put me in jail? Chances are maybe because of the situation that maybe my life in jail may be better than my current life. I may get more food, more nutrition. At least I might have a bed. I won't live on the streets. These are some of the revolutions around the world and throughout history. It's usually by people who have nothing to lose and everything to gain. That they might have a brighter tomorrow. Your founding fathers were different. They had everything to lose. They had everything that would they you would want in society, whether it was power, whether it was influence, whether it was stature, whether it was money, whether it was land, whether it was business, whether it was people working for them. You name it, they had it. These 56 men were incredible men because they could have easily just played the game. They could have just said, you know what, look, we're just going to pay the taxes. We're going to comply with the king's rules because, hey, we're businessmen. We'll find a way to make money. I won't be affected. My workers may be. My fellow man may be. I won't be. I have everything I need to make sure I can live a comfortable life. They didn't. They came together and put their signature on the Declaration of Independence for a better tomorrow. Because deep down what they knew was it wasn't about me. It was about something bigger. It was about divine providence. It was about nature's law and nature's God. It was about doing the right thing. It wasn't about winning. It was about doing what was morally right. What they were responsible to do. That is why your founders are exceptional. They risked it all 
to sign that Declaration of Independence. But they didn't just, when they signed it off, say, we pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. That wasn't a pledge they made to just themselves and to their fellow signers and to people who lived then. They pledged it for us. They pledged their honor for us. And honor is sacred. Why do I know this is true? Because here we are 240 plus years later and an Irish man is talking to you about them. If truth be told, you should be telling me why your founders were exceptional. You should be sitting me down as, hey, listen, Irish boy, we're going to tell you why America is exceptional. But I'm the one telling you because so many people have forgotten it today. Your founding fathers were truly exceptional men. They made that pledge to that generation, but also to current generations. Today, as you celebrate Independence Day, you're with your family, with your friends, you're having a beer, you're having a hot dog, you're having a burger with cheese, you're maybe having some pizza, you're going to go watch some fireworks and wave some flags. I would ask you to think and remember those men about what they risked. And they would think of today and ask people, what are you risking? What are you willing to risk? And are you living that pledge that your founders started 240 years ago? Are you living it? Are you willing to make the same sacrifices? Are you willing to lose absolutely everything to gain a better tomorrow? I would ask you to share this on this Independence Day with your family and your friends. Also, please subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on. These shows are always free. They're ad-free. They're on every major platform. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, OmniFM, CastBox, Google Play Music, wherever free podcasts are shared. Please subscribe. If you happen to listen on iTunes, leave us a rating and review. It helps new people find this show. Please share these shows with your family and your friends, especially the next generation. This is a deep dive into the Declaration of Independence. But also, I ask you this. Please consider remembering your founding fathers. There is a reason they're exceptional. It's about principles, not about people. And have a beautiful and blessed and peaceful Independence Day. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.